to the Toho Kingdom Podcast, your source for all the latest Toho news information and more. the Toho Kingdom Podcast, your number one podcast for all things Godzilla, Gamera, and all things kaiju-related. I'm here with uh, co-host Dylan. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, <laughs> get a special guest, uh, Chris. Yeah, special guest. Hello. Uh, forum uh, member of the Toho Kingdom forums and special guest here, uh, Living Corpse. I'm still among you. <laughs> Special guest fighter. And uh, regular uh, guest, uh, Jacob. Hi, Dilly Ho, neighbor Reno. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and keep it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep that. And um, uh, last but certainly not least, special guest, uh, Mike. Hold on, let's see if we can get past his giggling over there. <laughs> Give him a couple minutes. <laughs> and we have with us a special guest, Michael. Hey, guys. All right. And uh, first things off the bat, uh, big Godzilla-related news. Um, a totally unofficial, but the Godzilla's design for uh, – or at least his the design of his head – has been uh, revealed thanks to a uh, Brazilian licensing expo and some random guy with a cell phone who took a photo of a poster there that completely revealed Godzilla's face, sent the image over to uh, KaijuCast, they put it on their Facebook, and it has been all over the web since. So right off the bat, we want to talk about this because this is a pretty big deal. Um, we're going to go roundtable on this, so I'm just going to pick a, a guest at random and start with them. So um, Living Corpse, what's your uh, thoughts on this new design? Um, it looks like Godzilla. <laughs> that much is true. Um, it's not like the best design, but it's not the worst design. So, you know, um, that should say something. It at least looks like him. I kind of like the idea that he's like a composite of like several older Godzillas, but he's also got some like new stuff to give him his own identity. Like he's got spikes going, they start off as like little nubs, but they turn into spikes as they go from his cheek down to his neck. And it looks like he has gills on his neck, which I'm actually okay with. That's like one of the few things I could see Godzilla having because of a mutation or being a uh, prehistoric sea monster or something. Uh, I, you know, I'm actually okay with that. That's like one of the changes I'm okay with, with you know, giving Godzilla that he's never had. Like, I, if they gave him like spikes on his arms, like that one fan art, I would have been okay with that as well, as long as it wasn't like exaggerated to the point where it looked like feathers, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Michael, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, I thought the design was really close to the classic Toho Godzilla. Um, the eyes, I think the eyes bug me just a little bit. They look a little humanoid. But other than that, I think it's in, they're going in the right direction for sure. Out of curiosity, um, I'm going to ask you, Michael, just for the heck of it. What do you think of his teeth? I've seen a lot of people complain that his teeth are too small. 
it's hard to say because this is like promotional art and to me honestly when i first saw this image i thought it was just a photoshopped image because i was looking on my phone until i got on my desktop pc i looked at it, it's like oh, okay it looks like it's like pop out kind of poster and it looks like it's more of an artist's rendering of it more than it is a cgi kind of render so i don't know based off of what i see the teeth do look small to me they look really small on those especially on the lower jaw mm -hmm. uh when we were at the godzilla encounter they didn't look that small that's for sure they were a lot bigger but there were also less teeth in that model mm. so and i'm talking about the one that we saw at the very end of the encounter not any of the models or the private collector pieces so i don't know i think uh, based off of what we we're seeing right here i think that those teeth are a little small i'd like to see them bigger in the final product for sure cool all right, uh, Dylan, what's your thoughts on the new Godzilla design? Um, I enjoy it. It's a really cool design. Uh, I know a lot of people have already said it online, but it's very reminiscent of the 1985 Godzilla in terms of the eyes and the eyebrows. Uh, I was never a big fan of that design in particular, but this one blends that in with like kind of like a like mid-late 90s look along with some of the Millennium design. Uh, I think they did a really good job overall. The eyes, like Michael said here, they're a little too humanoid for my tastes. Uh, I like the teeth. Uh, the teeth remind me a lot of the Hezai era because the Hezai era Godzilla did have a really – they were really small teeth compared to the other Godzillas. And uh, I don't know. The gills I, – I don't even – has it even like been confirmed that those are gills or people just saying it? As far as I'm aware, they haven't been confirmed either way. Because, I mean, when I first saw them, I just thought they were, like, large scales running down his neck. And then people started saying gills. Uh, if they're gills, I mean, I'm perfectly okay with that. But as far like, as far as I'm concerned right now, they just look like large, like, plates going down his neck. I like the design overall. It's like a like mixture between, I had to say, like, 2003 and the 90s Godzilla. I think they did a good job. Cool. Uh, Chris, you're up. What's your thoughts? I I don't know. In comparison to the encounter, he seems... just looks really friendly to me. Like, it's kind of a more... more marketable, kid-friendly version of what's... of what was in there. Um, the oddest complaint I'd seen about it was that it looked like George Clooney. I don't know how, but somebody <laughs> went and took George Clooney's face and put it over that and said, look, it's, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that joke <laughs> didn't go anywhere, but um, I don't know. I just thought it was like the most bizarre thing as far as fan reactions go. That was so far uh, one way at the other, other end of the spectrum as far as complaints go. But the other side, most most fans really like it from what I've seen, and that's good. You know, um, I'm glad in a way that it leaked out uh, to kind of alleviate fears because nothing has been shown from Comic-Con for the past two years. Uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of made the fans happy, even though it was probably like the worst way to reveal the new design. Yeah. So uh, I, I'd prefer I'd prefer if it came out if it was going to be like in a legit trailer, not some cell phone photo. I would so. I would too, but um. But. Uh, go ahead, Living Quartz. 
I'm, 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 I'm good with it, I guess. No, I, I mean, don't think no, that's the, the like one from the encounter. And, like, <laughs> I, we, we see his head and shoulders. We see his head and shoulders. We still got like the rest of his body to see. So, you know, you know, so far I like what I see, but it might change if we uh, see his body. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know. Didn't this, didn't, I, I could swear, the same thing happened to TriStar with their film. I know they put a lot of effort into keeping the design secretive, but I was positive some it designed leaked out early. Was that true? Or... Yeah. yeah did there it was leak out early uh, a statue or something. Uh, I remember seeing it on a website. It was like a uh, something to do with somebody. It was it was so the memory is so is so faint, but I remember it had somebody with a statue and it had Godzilla kind of like wrapped around the Chrysler building, and it was like this really weird design and people are freaking out about it. And then uh, I think Sony or whoever uh, did the movie, they came out and said, no, that's not the official design. Don't worry about it. It was just people seem to cool. Um, all right. Um, finally, uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on the new design? It's an alright design, like like some of you guys have said. You know, it looks more like Godzilla than Gino did, but I mean, but I don't think it's like the greatest Godzilla design ever or anything. It's okay. I'm not sure how I feel about those gill-like scales. Like if those are actually gills, I'm not sure if I'd actually like them. What are your thoughts on the uh, the eyes and the teeth? Because those seem to be other uh, things that people bring up a lot. Well, from what I can tell, it looks like the teeth are, you know, multiple rows, just like the Heisei Godzilla, which I do like, but the teeth, especially on the lower row, look, don't look right. Like, they look too small. They, they almost look airbrushed. Kind of they look like they're kind of being brushed yeah. into the skin. Like, and as for Godzilla's eyes, well, I think he has really pretty eyes. But, uh, <laughs> well, but to be serious, they do look too human. They don't look very reptilian-ish. They remind me a lot of the Hezai Godzilla, especially Burning Godzilla. They have the same, kind of the same color pattern. The pupil looks a little weird, but... My only issue with it is... I think that the eyes are just too small. If you look at the Hesse Godzillas, they they def or they definitely are bigger. Mm-hmm. That's a very good. I think point. It, I think if these eyes were bigger, they'd be more tolerable. I think. That's a very good point. Do you guys think this is CGI from the film, or do you think this is artwork commissioned for this poster? I think this is artwork. Yeah. So it seems like. Yeah. I'm gonna hope. No. Go ahead, Living Church. Sorry, I, I cut you off. Keep going. Oh, um, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed this, but his nose kind of reminds me of the Stan Winston Godzilla's nose. You know, the crocodile Zilla we were gonna have in 1994 with the Griffin. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of King Kong, the new Kong. Peter Jackson's, the color and the texture. Yeah. I yeah. But I can see that with Stan Winston. Yeah. I'd say the nose reminds me more of like the T Rex from Jurassic Park. It's like a very 
flat, smooth surface. It doesn't have much of a nose at all. It's just like his face has not. Maybe they're going. Maybe they're going for like his nose got melted in an atomic blast kind of deal. You know, like it's melted cheese. <laughs> well, it doesn't really look like that to me either. Like, it looks like a dinosaur's head with like the nostrils just on the end of the snout. Like it doesn't have like a prominent nose. So I, I, don't, I don't really see King Kong, or I don't see uh, any of the other Godzillas in the nose. It's just I... there. Well, maybe kind of like Gina. Like it looks like the '98 Godzilla nose a little bit because there was. It's pretty much the same thing. I was gonna say oh. it reminds me a lot of Godzilla '98 because because of the. I know that's not what fans want to hear, but it's just just the flatness of it. How the flat flatted of almost squareness of it. Most Godzilla, mm-hmm. most Japanese Godzillas, their heads almost come to either a soft round curve or a straight point. But the Jap- but the ninety eight one had a very squarish nose and uh, mouth, at least in the front. And and if you look at his cheek, like his lower cheek, where like the the lower jawbone connects to the base of the skull, he's got that same kind of like thick, almost like um, a tougher scales around that area that Godzilla ninety eight had. Not exactly, but that same idea. The jawline's the only thing that really reminds me of Gino, and that's really not enough to kill it for me because, yeah. like I said mm-hmm. before, this would not this would not go in my top ten best Godzilla design, but it wouldn't go in the top ten worst either. It looks like Godzilla, and that's good enough for me. You know, it at least looks like him. So, big deal. He shares one similarity, one or two similarities with Gino. If everything else looks like him and not Gino, good enough for me. Yeah. I do think that. Yeah goes a long way towards alleviating what I th- like what you guys said whatever minor complaints we might have about the the face design itself at least at least lets everyone else know that yes this is Godzilla this is not like Godzilla 98 uh, t- just re completely revamping the character from the ground up but more like the transition from the Heze Godzilla to Godzilla 2000 where it was like such a completely radical redesign but still clearly Godzilla without being Godzilla '98, where it was almost where it was where you could see the similarities, but the differences were far more stark than the similarities. Yeah, there's a huge difference between uh, updating an old character to fit, you know, today's times, and just completely, you know, rec- recreating them to the point where they're just something else altogether. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyone else have any last-minute comments about the uh, the facial design? That's how I'll comment uh, on the no- I'll comment on the nose right there. Um, also reminds me of if you ever look at old uh, whale designs or like a porpoise snout or a shark snout. It kind of reminds me of that really, how flat and smooth it is. I can see that. I agree. I can see a sperm whale in it. Yeah, that or a porpoise. I was reading an article I think on the website I O. It's called I O Nine, and uh, someone actually posted a picture of like a black uh, labrador. And it looked very strikingly similar to this Godzilla. Dogzilla. <laughs> Hasn't Godzilla always had features of uh, dog, dog-like features in some of his designs? I know he I has cats. More cats, but yeah, yeah, it's more like cat. I could see that. That uh, that and um, uh, I forget, but I think it looks pretty good. I do think I hope I kind of hope those aren't gills. On the side of his neck, just because that is a radical 
not, I mean, not too radical, but that's something we've never seen on Godzilla before. And, well, but it doesn't um, bug me. It doesn't ruin it. I, I'm, even if they are gills, I don't think they would really touch on that in the movie that much at all. I think that's really just the design thing. If they won't even talk about the gills in the movie, if that's what they are. Yeah, the gills, I'm actually okay with that. Um, cause I mean, it, it seems like something, um, it's not, I don't really consider that too much of a radical change. It's like, oh, that's, that's different. Like, you know, what if that's like their explanation for like how this, you know, before mutation, how the hell these dinosaurs lived in the bottom of the ocean or whatever prehistoric reptile he's supposed to be. Or you could even argue that it's actually a result of mutation, those gills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually okay with that. It's not too much of a radical change. Because, I mean, we've had, like, Godzilla have, like, weird powers before, like, nuclear posts and... Laser beams. Or, laser, my favorite is flying. laser beams. Yeah, flying. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the revolt that would so, happen um, if he flew in this movie? You know, or, or electric <laughs> shock. Because, like, in some of the Heisei movies, he's, like, you know, him and Space Godzilla are, like, punching each other. They're not even really punching. They're just, like, slapping each other, and they're, like, shocking each other with, <laughs> each other with electric energy. It's like, yeah. what are they, nuclear reactors? Are they, like, creating electricity with their touch? Um, a lot of people keep pointing out he's got a lot of similarities to, like, the old Showa and Heisei designs. He's also, um, his neck kind of reminds me of some of the Millennium designs because it's longer than some of the older designs. So it's kind of like a composite of, like, all three eras, but also doing something new with, like, with the gills and the cheekbone spikes. So, it, you yeah, know, I've it, seen, it, I've it, seen it, a lot of people... Of... <laughs> Go, Go ahead, on. Oh, okay, um... So it's kind of like, you know, it's being a nice callback. It's like a, ni- a nice mix of, like, all the previous incarnations. But, you know, it's also doing something new, like, like with the, you know, with the cheekbone spikes and those gills or, you know, s- just scales that look like gills, whatever they are. It helps give it its own identity while still, you know, being a nice nod to the older previous designs. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I see you. Go ahead, Dylan. His fin's kind of blue. I I've seen a I've seen a lot of people say that they see a lot of the Showa Godzilla in that design. I I can't really see any showing. Like where where are people pointing that out at? I think it's because the spikes are smaller. Does how you say had like pretty huge spikes and uh. But I can definitely see the 1984 head kind of deal on him. Mm-hmm. I can guess. Um, my guess would be the shortness of the head. It's kind of short, which the a lot of the later day um, uh, Showa ones were very short. Like the Millennium had a very long face. Hezai, the Hezai ones were kind of short too, but not to the extent that like um, Monster Zero or uh, Destroy All Monsters was. you guys think of as blue spikes you know that's different they're usually like gray and white or black and white you know here it's like blue and gray or something i kind of like that color scheme it's it's different but it still kind of fits him it's it's not the same color scheme from the comic-con poster though i don't think the one where it's just like his his back and all the helicopters and godzilla's like taller than the clouds i'd also like to note that um because yeah, it was one. taken with a cell phone that the white balance might have been off. So the true colors that you're seeing right there may not be exactly what it really is. 
Hey, hey guys, I gotta, I gotta jump yeah. out real quick. I'll be right back. Sure. So go ahead okay. and carry on. No problem. Um, I, I, I want to go ahead and touch on this real quick. Um, uh, Chris and Michael, one of the reasons you guys are here is that you were both uh, at the encounter, and we're going to be asking you to kind of give us a uh, a recount of what it was like going through that. But uh, I want to ask you guys, since you both brought this up briefly, is how does this compare to what you saw at the encounter, and which design do you favor? I'm going to let Michael go first on that one. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, what most people have already been saying is, you know, it's kind of hard to really compare the two, because the one that we saw at the encounter, you, you it's covered in rain and lightning it's really dark and you get a flash of lightning really quick but uh, i mean it doesn't really it gives it it's kind of hard to see exactly what you're looking at but once when the lightning flashed i was able to see everything and it's got it's it's pretty close it, it is pretty close to it i do want to note that the head in that model though that we did see i don't think it looks just like the one that we're seeing in this poster right here um the one in the encounter I feel looks looked more crocodilian or rept reptile. Um, this one looks more like a traditional Godzilla that we're seeing in this poster. So, and uh, I want to say that the encounter guys when we were there, they were really pushing like, no, this is not the final design. It's close, but it's not the final stuff. There's there's been some tweaking because they did it a couple months. They said that they had finished this. This is like from like April, I think. Yeah, that, they said it was one. done in a couple months ago before or not couple at the time i guess it was for two or four months or something like that so they had uh, made modifications since then hmm. so yeah and they asked us to please, please tell everybody uh spread it online that it's not the final <laughs> or was it that or the statue that they told us to they were talking about just everything in general and they wanted us to push you know that the maquette designs that they had, uh, specifically in my encounter video, if you haven't seen it yet, I specifically touch on this. They're, they are private collector pieces that were used as concept designs in the movie, but they were not um, accepted. Now, there might be elements from them that have been added into the final design, but as far as those maquettes were, they were from private collectors that submitted them or created them for the actual final design, and they weren't ultimately used. But... Um... I find it hard to believe that the um, that those weren't in some way used because there's a lot of similar features in those maquettes that we saw at a that you guys saw at Encounter that bear a lot of resemblance in in these uh, concept arts and posters we've seen, such as the the bigger snout and the shorter head, the spikes all over the neck. Are you were they created by different people or they they weren't made by the studio? They weren't made by the studio. They were created by different people. Um... And like I said, they 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 weren't they were influ some parts were influenced from that, but they aren't like this isn't it the Godzilla design kind of thing. That's why they put the private collector piece on there. However, there are elements from these maquettes that have been used in the movie itself. They're just not it's just not the final design. So that snout that you're seeing in the like the the first maquette. Um, Obviously, there are strong features in that maquette that are in the final design that we're seeing right now, but the overall, like, for all we know, those legs that everybody complains about, those aren't probably going to be used in the final film. Gotcha. Wait, there were complaints of legs? In the first maquette, yes. What was the complaint? I didn't, uh... 
Were they like too small or something? No, no, they were too big and they looked like elephant feet. Oh, he's a giant monster. He needs to support his weight. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to stick with the with the feet. I know this sounds weird. I wonder if they're going to stick with the feet from the original Japanese Godzilla or try and go similar to the 98 Godzilla. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, they didn't really we didn't really touch on that when we were there about the feet, especially since we didn't see the actual teaser there. So um I know. I don't people think that... we'd even get a straight answer anyway if we asked. Yeah, I mean, Hall A in Hall H, they actually had like the giant Godzilla foot that stomps on the insect, and I mean, those people would have a better idea of what the feet really look like. But as far as what we saw, we couldn't see any feet, and even in the 3D model at the uh, end of the encounter, you only see it from you know the waist up. Mm -hmm. Cool. I guess that pretty much wraps well, up the um. Of, um... Go ahead. Uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of um the giant bug, I've seen like um a sketch that like somebody who went there like tried to recreate it, you know, on paper. Mm -hmm. That is a weird looking monster. Um, whoever said that, you know, it, it's Kamanga or Megalon, you are so wrong. It is. This this is a new challenger. This does not look like any previous bug or arachnid monster from the Godzilla series. Yeah, it's the they're, they're Godzilla fights original monsters, nothing from Toho in this one. Yeah, this guy, he's really weird looking. I mean, he's got like a spider body and legs, but his head kind of, it's really hard to describe. It's, it's built more like a bird's, where it's like, it even is visible mouth, at least from the sketch I'm seeing. It, it basically just looks like a bird head on a spider's body, and it's it doesn't look like it has lids on its eyes. They're just these huge mm -hmm. black eyes and body, you know. These so are it kind of, huh? I was just gonna ask Chris. You said real quick that these are original monsters, right? No. Yeah, they're original. They're not Toho monsters at all. Mm. You never know. They may they might manage to sneak in like a third secret classic Toho monster. <laughs> I doubt it. That would catch everybody by surprise, though. Two originals and then like surprise secret boss fight with a classic Toho monster. Minya. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the end. The end. Uh, the 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 like Avengers style in teaser credits. It's gonna be a, an A catching, and we think it's like Ghidorah or something, but it's gonna be Minya, and he's gonna be sticking his face out. Everybody in 3D. Yeah, I have a I have a feeling that like if they set up like a teaser for a sequel, we're gonna like see uh like we're probably gonna be like like probably see like somebody looking up at the sky and they see like a, a meteor going through the earth's atmosphere and they're recording it on their like camera and we hear if you listen very carefully you'll hear a cackling in the distance so it's like implying it's king Ghidorah or something that would be awesome hmm. mm -hmm. how do you guys um feel about the fact that it's not toho monsters what are your opinions on that are you still going round table yeah let's go round table uh chris you go oh okay <laughs> um no, it's fine. Any break is fine. I mean, how many times can Godzilla fight Mothra, you know? Yeah. Um, new is always good. I don't expect that theme to stay through any sort of sequels, though. I think I think they'll allow it to be just as far as in the public, or at least the fans' eyes, allowed to do that once. But if it's Godzilla and a whole bunch of monsters that no one's ever seen before, then, you know, then people might just, like, uh, you know... 
the mass general public may think, okay, cool, but they'll still be much like the fans be like, well, where's the three-headed one? Where's the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I think the first one, um, they'll do it, the, and I'm sure this movie will make a lot of money. And what I think they'll do is they'll take the money that's earned and then kind of apply it towards rights to the other monsters, <laughs> you know, King Ghidorah and whatever. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts? Uh, I got. I pretty much agree with uh, Chris. Um, it seems a safe, safe bet for them to do it this way, uh, the first time around. Um, they don't have to get into all the licensing issues. So we have to remember that it's Gareth Edwards' first or second movie that he's doing, um, and we don't know what kind of budget he's been given for it. But um, it's a safe bet that they're going to stick with original monsters, with maybe a cameo appearance at the end of the movie for a sequel. But um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jacob, your thoughts? I'm okay with them using new monsters. I mean, new is always good, and and plus, as long as they have a cool design, that's all I care about. So. All right. Uh, Corpse, your thoughts? Um, I'm okay with new monsters, and in fact, I think the series is it desperately needs some new monsters. Get some. You know, breath of fresh air. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, uh, I still like. Um, you know, I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I would still like to see Rodan appear eventually, but, you know, it, it would get really stale if you just kept fighting the same old monsters over and over. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's we don't get new monsters as often as we used to. So I'm cool with new monsters. Um. Hopefully they'll actually be worthy enough that, you know, we fans will accept them as part of the series. And um, so I wouldn't mind if they kept making new monsters throughout the sequels, but also bring in some of the classics like Rodan. Because, I mean, I think that'd be amazing watching Rodan fight Godzilla in like a Hollywood, you know, huge budget movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. It's Well, I guess what I'm saying is like, if it was all nothing but new monsters, I would have just as much a problem with that if it was if it was that. But I would also have a huge problem if it was all nothing but old classic monsters. I would like to have it be mixed up, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, bring in enough of the old that we love, but also bring in some bring in some new stuff that can become classics as well. Because even Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Mechagodzilla, they were all new at one point or another. They weren't always old classics. They had to become that eventually. They earned their place and it's like let some new guys earn that place as well mm-hmm. i kind of uh dylan's not back yet so i'll go so. i kind of i kind of wish on one, on one hand i do wish it was a, a an original mon- a, a classic monster and i wouldn't want Ghidorah, and i wouldn't want rodan i wouldn't i mean not rodan mothra i wouldn't want these characters that have really big backstory i would go for a lesser tier like um Angiris, just because his origin could probably be tied into godzilla or a Varan or Hedora. But at the same time, my biggest concern is that the focus on the movie will be mainly the origin for the new monsters. And like, cause like that was a problem I think with the, the Godzilla versus the Griffin script is that Godzilla wasn't really, he had the same amount of screen time as uh, the Griffin. And I kind of, I want Godzilla to be the star of this film. I want the movie to be about him. And I mean, I still wish this movie was a bit of a solo project with just Godzilla in it, but you know, I'm excited about seeing new monsters. That'll be cool. 
but I'm I'm just worried it's going to take away from like putting the focus on Godzilla, from having a good story with Godzilla. Because I think the weakest of the Godzilla movies are when Godzilla feels like a a third wheel, like a the '92 Godzilla versus Mothra, where the movie's more about Mothra and Batra, and Godzilla just shows up to fight them. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I think mm-hmm. like I I think if you handle it well enough, you can still like give an origin I think you can give an origin story and still like not like you know drag the drag the movie down with that because I mean like an origin story doesn't have to be 20 minutes long it just be five minutes of like scientists arguing about well where did this creature come from and somebody like suggests like um maybe a prehistoric critter was like exposed to like fallout and then like have them say oh dude that sounds like science fiction and his response is like you mean like a giant monster and somebody else say well say he's got a point how else do you explain this thing that can shoot lasers from its mouth Mm -hmm. so um i would have how i would have done this film is like have an original monster one original monster and one classic monster so like you know godzilla fights like the original monster and then like for the final showdown he fights like say rodan so yeah I mean, you know, I, I, some of my favorite monsters are old classics, but some of my other favorite monsters are actually pretty new, like Mega Curious, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always welcome new monsters. Uh, and, you know, the origin story, um, it could be a problem if the monsters have a different origin than Godzilla, but if they, like, have, you know, the same origin, or if their origin is somehow tied into his, like maybe these monsters were created from Godzilla's DNA, so they're like really messed up clones like Biolanti was, you know, or Orga, then, you know, then it's like, well, you didn't really have to spend a whole lot of time developing their origin, because their origin's simple. We already explained Godzilla's, so it's like you don't have to explain Godzilla's origin again, explaining that these guys were created from his cells. You just say, oh, they were created from Godzilla's cells, and the experiment went wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think their origin's the same as Godzilla. I could be wrong, but Based on like that brief two sentence um summary from Legendary Pictures, it sounded to me like their origins were different from Godzilla's. Well, they're basically experiments, from what I gather. But not necessarily nuclear, right? I mean, we don't know this for sure, but I- I'm betting from the Oppenheimer trailer and everything, Godzilla's created by radiation in this movie, right? There's no doubts amongst you guys that Godzilla will be created from some other force, like genetic engineering or something. Well, mm-hmm. there's no reason for there's no reason for the movie to just be you know purely anti-nuclear. I mean, you can have more than one message in your movie, you know. So it could be like anti-nuclear message and also be like a warning about like be careful with genetic engineering because genetic engineering is pretty much the brand new nuclear today. When you get down to it, genetic engineering is the brand new nuclear. Yes, it has potential to do a lot of good, but it also has a lot of potential to do a lot of bad as well if you're not careful with it. So, yeah. you know, if you, you get what I'm saying? It's like two messages in one movie instead of just one. So so Godzilla can be the anti-nuclear one, and these bug monster things could be like the, you know, be careful with genetic engineering. It can do a lot of good, but it can also do a lot of bad. I get you. Yeah. Cool. You guys still there? I'm still here, silent. yeah. Yeah? <laughs> we just listening to you. <laughs> Anyone else have like, any... Uh, oh, Anyone else have any remarks or thoughts about the uh, the enemy monsters in this? I'd, I'd have to see them. You know, yeah. I'm only going off of what I've seen S- of a, of a sketch. You know, 
They sound like a. So then, are we even sure that insect monsters will even be in the movie? I mean, like, how do we know that these just weren't placeholder monsters? Or, you know, just for that trailer, maybe they're not what we're going to see in the final product. I have a hard time imagining they would actually do that, but I could see them doing that. Are we even sure all of them are insect? Because we, I'm, I only know what one of them looks like because of some, you know, fan Mm -hmm. trying to redraw what he saw in the trailer. It's like, for all we know, you know, one of the warm-up monsters could be like an insect, and the final monster could be like a, a reptile of some kind or an amphibian. Imagine a giant frog monster. That'd be cool. I've always, um, I, I always thought that like so, Gabra was a giant frog, but that that might be crazy. He always, oh, he kind of does look like a toad. All right, Dylan's uh, MIA, MIA, or he's been killed by the Cloverfield monster again. So uh, we're gonna move on until he gets back. Um. Uh, our special guest, one of our special guests, uh, Michael, he's uh, been posting videos on uh, Toho Kingdom where he's been doing um, basically a little stop motion animated previews of the articulation in a lot of the new SH Monster Art series. For instance, he did a really cool video about the uh, Destroyer Evolution set. So we want to ask him what working with those is like. Well, it's uh, very fun, challenging, and it takes a lot of time, that's for sure. Um, just going over the photos, I'll just tell you, um, I have the information pulled up right now, aggregate form, or I'm going to tell you how many photos I took for each form, actually, just to give you guys an idea how, how, um, time consuming it can take for stop motion. Um, I took, for the aggregate form, I took 1,500 photos, um, the crab form, that was 1,000 photos, and for the flying form, that was 2,100 photos. So total for the evolution set, that was about 4,700 photos taken to put all those videos together. Wow. And um, yeah, so and one thing that I'm trying to do with uh, these videos is uh, I want to keep them at the standard film rate, which is 24 frames per second. Most stop motion films you see that are made by fans, they're, they kind of generally stay in 16 frames, maybe less, and you get that choppy look on there. So. And the way you got to do it is you have to ha- kind of do a little formula math and everything's like, okay, well, how long would uh, this, you know, this flying form take to get across the screen if I was actually counting down in seconds? So then you have to figure out, you know, 24 photos per second sort of thing. So it, it gets, uh, it takes a while. And, the, you know, the first, the first uh, video I did was that videos they get better and better and better and uh, i think everybody's going to be really happy with what i'm going to do with uh, godzilla mm-hmm. 1964 and then uh q after that i'm really looking forward to those uh how yeah, long have you been a fun. godzilla fan oh my god i've been i don't even remember the year <laughs> uh i want to say I, i'm uh, i'm 26 right now and i think i've been a fan since i was at least four or five years old. Uh, my first Godzilla movie I watched was The Terror of Mechagodzilla. It always held, hold a special place in my heart, but I know it's not the best movie out there, but uh, it's my go-to movie. So I take it you're a big uh, Titanosaurus fan as well? No, actually, I am a very big Mechagodzilla 1975 fan. Nice. Cool. So do you have a lot of experience in doing these kinds of things, taking a lot of pictures of uh, action figures or that kind of thing? You know what? This is actually uh, my first go with stop motion as a professional sort of thing. Um, 
I'm normally a film editor, so I do various live action materials, and I am I'm familiar with the practices of stop motion, so I decided that this is going to be my first rodeo and doing it uh, professionally. So I'm learning as I go. That's why you know if you you look aggregate at the aggregate video and the crab form and flying form, they're they're getting better and better. So I'm learning different techniques and everything to make them better. So this is my first dive into it, though. Cool. That's very cool. I'm very envious of you, by the way. You get to play with the figures all day. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it takes a while. I mean, usually, I want to say I spend, uh, I want to say that I spent at least four days total working on these videos, about uh, four or five hours each on those days. Wow. So, I usually do it at night after everything's all calmed down and everything. Nobody's uh, bothering me, so it, yeah. Do you think you'll, it, do you think you'll be ahead. quicker for a... Uh... For 64 and a Kiryu because uh, you had like um the evolutions pack. I mean that had like um I forget the number, but five or four figures in there. Three. Was, three. There's only three figures in there, but they're My they're bad. a little different because you know they they don't have you know legs like normal humanoid legs. So oh that's right yeah is is a little different to you know animate these guys and um I think it'll be a little bit easier with 1964 and Kiryu because. You know, they're going to be standing in place. I don't have to try and hold them up, especially uh, the flying form. Dear Lord, that was that took forever for me to do because I didn't have a stand for it. So I'm having to mask it using clay to, so that it can stay in place while I'm trying to animate it. And ugh. So hopefully these guys are going to be easier. I think they will be at least. Awesome. You're going to love Batra and Mothra and, you know, next year, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, at least they come with a stand, so yeah, that'll be that'll be good. But you know what? I also bought um, Flight Pose. Actually, has flying stands that you can get. I don't know if anybody's aware of that or heard of them, but um, they have flying stands that you can actually get for you know aircraft or uh, figures and whatnot. So I bought a three pack of that at different sizes, and I'm actually using those to support my King Ghidra, um, the D Destroyer Adult form, and uh, the the small flying form. And uh, those are I'm going to be using those actually when I'm doing my um animation videos for the next rounds so are you going back and getting all the old ones too yes we're uh, that's the other thing i like to touch on too um i actually made a, uh, a website de dedicated to the articulated series it's what i'm actually calling it um we're going to be debuting all the videos of the new upcoming releases on toho uh toho kingdom but all the past releases we're going to actually have them on uh, my website, which is going to be michaelshipman.com slash monsterarts. And um, right now I actually have a panel, up, a voting uh, poll, actually, where you can go and vote on the next uh, past-released monster art. Uh, and that's the next – and basically by the end of the month, that's the next one I'm going to be doing for the fans. Awesome. And I think right now at the moment King uh, Ghidra is actually in the lead, and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. That's got to be one tough figure to work with, are you? Because um, both because of sheer size, number of articulation joints, and I've heard that figure is actually pretty fragile. Yeah, um, mine's not too fragile actually. I've actually done some test videos with it, and I'm actually quite familiar with its um, limits. Okay. So it'll it'll be, I think it actually go by pretty quickly because I'm familiar with all of its movements. Um, plus the fly post, the light post stand that I actually got, it's actually gonna 
be pretty awesome for its flight animation that I'm going to do. Awesome. All right. I think that uh, wraps that part up. Uh, the last uh, section of this, we're going to be talking – we're going to cover the fallout from Comic-Con, but specifically we uh, we have Chris and Michael here today, both because the, there's a very awesome article on the Toho Kingdom news page. I want to point out that uh, Chris conducted an interview with uh, – the creator of the Godzilla encounter, and I recommend you guys go check that out. But also, Chris and Michael both were physically present at the encounter, and they got to go through it twice. So we're going to ask them to kind of recap uh, recap that event for those of us who were uh, not as lucky to be there. All right. Well, it started with uh, Bandai, actually. I've been working with them since uh, February on you know promoting the their line and everything through Toe Kingdom and they were going to be at Comic-Con, and I got an email saying, like, hey, you're going to show up? You know, I think they just, you know, they're, they're cool enough guys. They could, you know, just go down there and hang out or whatever. And I said, no, um, I'm not able to, to make out and have a pass or whatever. And so I said, well, I'd like to go and see what Legendary is doing. So they hooked me up with, um, it's like a list of uh, just, you know, like a VIP list for people involved with Legendary. And they, they went and threw me on there, threw uh, Michael on there. And uh, we showed up just and got our badges from someone at Legendary in this, um, what were like the Westin Hotel in San Diego? Something like that. Yeah. It, it was so I met hotel. up with her. Yeah, and just in the lobby, some chicken and laptop, and um, really, really nice. And so we got the badges, and um, we went down there. And the thing is, they weren't like, like what they've been doing is, if you were... If you stop by Legendary's booth and you had your Comic-Con pass, then you can, you know, like, make an appointment to go through this encounter. But since ours were VIP, you can do it whenever you wanted. Um, so we just showed up, and uh, we decided, I think, we were going to go, like, 11 o'clock. And um, to kill time, we went into, the, uh, into Comic-Con itself, and Michael's... Uh, negotiating abilities with a guard which I'll let him talk about you know kind of got us in yeah well I, I just talked to them and was just telling them you know we didn't we weren't able to get comic-con passes to get in so a uh, little smooth talking she got me in through it yeah me and, uh, me and Chris yeah we, we uh, I was like well you know I could see the Bandai booth from the door I'm like oh yeah I know somebody over there like what's their name? I'm like, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> you know? So I knew my, my contact's name, but I know he was gone. So I'm like, he's, he's the only person I know here. Him and this other guy, but they were both gone. So um, she went over and and brought somebody over to uh, to come and yeah, to come talk to us. And I and I said who I was and everything. So um, I went over there. I took pictures and stuff of their displays and everything. And then uh, I got Michael to come over, and they had the um, the big controversial thing with the uh, legendary Godzilla with the the sheet over it, the black sheet. Mm -hmm. And so we filmed this thing, and thank God no one ever saw it. Um, right. But we filmed it, and we were <laughs> like, yeah. The, so Michael was going over, and I'm filming him. He's going over like, this is where the head is, and everything. This is the new legendary Godzilla. You know, it's all all guesswork. And um, you know, but it. The fact that it was there and it said Legendary Godzilla have a sheet over it, um, it was meant to say, hey, you know, it could look like anything, but we're just working on it, and there you go. It was meant like that. But uh, I think a lot of people um, kind of took it the wrong way. 
<laughs> and got upset over it um, because Godzilla still wasn't revealed that weekend through the teaser or anything. So it's just kind of like a big, you know, what's this thing doing here? Uh, what it really was, and they ended up giving to me later, was it was a 2000 Godzilla with the tail taken off to kind of fool people. And so, uh, yeah, I saw I was over at Bandai like about a month ago, and like, oh, here, take it. <laughs> you know, this is what we used to fool everybody. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, that. So that was interesting. And um, then we went on down to the encounter, which was God, it was like five blocks away. It was a walk. It was a, yeah, and it it took a little while to get there. So I was told the whole time prior to this. No photos, can't take any photos. You can do it uh, in the display area, but once it gets to, um, once it gets to, uh, you know, the part where you see Godzilla, whatever, no pictures. Very okay. Well, I had like this my recorder with me, which I use for you know filming, whatever. It's a Zoom H4n, really really nice uh, microphones on it. So I had that like in my pocket. I figured, well, if I can't record it, I mean, if I can't film it, or I'm sorry, film or take photos, I'll just get like the sounds of the of the uh, place. I figure, okay, that, that's no big deal. So I had it in my in my pocket and recorded it, and it um it came out really good, but uh, legendary. Because before I posted, it, I figured, well, I'll run it by them, and then instantly it was like, no, you can't do this. You know, <laughs> so it's lost. I I told them I said, well, maybe I'll put it out after the movie comes out and I don't I don't think you'll care but I'll still at that point run it by them. But um getting back to the story total non sequitur. <laughs> um when we got down there uh we we had showed our badges and we were like in a uh like in a separate line from those that were in the Comic-Con line. And um we I, I just introduced myself to some random legendary person there so yeah, from a work for Toe Kingdom, and then it was just like, you know, rock star treatment from then on, you know, hey, you need to meet the Barnaby Leg, the guy who's who created this thing, he's here, and other people coming up saying how much they love the site, and how much, how influential the site was on creating the encounter, that was basically what they used <laughs> to make the encounter, That's awesome. and that was kind of surreal, because you don't really see, like, outside of forums and stuff like that, you know, you'll see it online, just like with any site. But um, not for you know you, you don't see people coming up and saying hey I like what you do um, or your site or whatever and it's you know it's Anthony's site mainly I just uh, do all the exclusive stuff or most of it so um, we got pulled over to uh, Michael went and was filming and I met Barnaby and I was talking to him so if you watch the video if it goes by the um, the ramen area. Uh, that's Barnaby and I talking. So we were talking about uh, doing interviews, the one that the one that came up online, and what exclusives to get, and everything else. Um, but we were allowed to go through it twice, which is something no one ever got to do. Um, and that, that's so. So we were also able to get a really good look at Godzilla. So and Michael's got a better memory than me on that stuff. So you know what he says is pretty legit on that. Um. But the the big tease about the, the, the encounter, what bothered me about it was that there wasn't enough time to appreciate it. There wasn't enough time to absorb everything. With all the Easter eggs, as you've seen in the interview, uh, 1954, they you know really kind of kept hammering that number. And, 
you know, there just wasn't enough time. And then, you know, you're sitting there, you're, you're relaxed, you're looking at all this stuff, you're trying to take photos of everything, and then it's like, okay, we're going to usher you out into a really cool part. And then uh, it's just like, okay, here's your free poster, and, you know, goodbye. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed, you know, from what I was told, you, you can only do it once, which was, it's kind of a drag because it's so cool. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was the closest you'll ever feel to actually feeling like, like Godzilla is actually real and you're in one of the films, but the film is real. And so it's, it's too bad that it's not going to go on the road or whatever. Cause that was, that was really awesome. We'll get to the, um, I want to ask you specifically about the seeing Godzilla part, but before that, I mean, just the photos, I was really impressed with. They basically made a Godzilla amusement park. I mean, I was shocked. It looked incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. That was um, it was just just so well done. You know, Michael, what'd you think? Uh, the whole place was covered with everything. I mean, the first time we went through, um, I didn't even have enough time to cover everything. In fact, in the video, um, the sirens started going off right when I went to the third maquette and the sirens went off. I was like, I didn't have time to cover everything. So um, I was thankful that they let us go in a second time so I can get more footage of everything. And it didn't take me as long that time, but it was definitely less than, less than eight minutes. I want to say that's all you had time to look for everything. And during this time, they're also encouraging you to use the Godzilla encounter app and take photos. So uh, Chris is really right that you really just don't have enough time to really sit there and look at everything. and appreciate it all. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I stay, stay uh, ended up standing right next to the Godzilla suit actually most of the time because I thought it was pretty flipping awesome. It's the closest I've ever I'm ever gonna get to an actual f- official Godzilla Toho suit. So mm-hmm. pretty pretty sure I was standing there for a good five minutes looking at it and taking photos. Yeah, I, I got some shots of you on that, but like you were right about that. I forgot about the Encounter app. How you kind of had to search for stuff too to scan. But it's like that kind of eats into your time <laughs> when you're trying to enjoy everything. And, you know, once when the Internet actually leaked out what, you know, the big reveal was on the Encounter app, at that point I was just like, eh, yeah. I'll just look at everything else. I've already seen what happens when you get the app. And plus they've already posted it. I think what the app actually discovered, like the translated pieces on the Internet anyway. So at that point I was like, eh, I'll just want to look around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That app was yeah, designed exclusively for that encounter, right? Yeah. yeah, I I installed it actually when I was in um, Anaheim over here, and it didn't do anything. But it's actually kind of cool because I had it on one of my way down to San Diego, and um, as you get closer, it was gaining more radioactivity. That's awesome. Yeah, the Geiger counter starts going crazy when we yeah. were on the way over there. It was like I couldn't even shut the damn thing off. I had to like restart my yeah. phone. <laughs> I was like, yeah, stop it. Yeah, once when you're standing in the encounter, that thing's going off like crazy. Other, yeah, I really wish that um, they allowed you more time. I I think for the general public, you know, maybe it was aimed at like they could see everything, but they wouldn't be hunting down all the cool stuff like Michael and I were. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to absorb uh, there was everything. One, um, there was. There was definitely one point I was looking through one of those glass things. I was like, oh, Chris, look at this. It's the box for the Godzilla 1964 Monster Arts figure. And we're all looking at it, and it's like, oh, it's very different looking. It ended up being uh, a model kit. But it looked uh, really identical to the actual figure itself, so threw me off. Yeah, 
the thing about uh, what they've been saying that they went to collectors though, um, it, it seemed you know to 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 get everything in the in the um, you know put it in the counter and stuff like that. I was just wondering where they found them. You know, I, I know that there were some that they they contacted or whatever, and they they made it. But like for the other materials, I was just like wondering, who did they contact? Because there's you know, there's people that are well known in the fandom. Like they took August's book, but I don't think they never contacted August directly. You know what I mean? So I'm just wondering. I I always mm-hmm. wondered how they went about it, and so under the radar. And they're, they're big fans of, uh, as you've seen in the interview of August Book and then uh, Matt Frank's work as well, which is really cool. So that shows that they're, you know, they're in touch. But there's been a strange veil of secrecy about this uh, film and the very lack of um of a uh, marketing to the general public. But I mean, the encounter, I know it got several people excited. I've seen a lot of websites that aren't. Godzilla dedicated where they said like this was like the best thing about this year's Comic-Con and one of the best things about any Comic-Con for the past couple of years. So I wish they would continue this marketing. Yeah, it it was um, definitely an experience. I've, um, I, I forgot what it was. I think it was a TV guide. I saw like an article where, uh, in one of their magazines where they say, we, we don't know what has us more shocked. The fact that they're, trying to make another American Godzilla film or the fact it actually looks good. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if they like no, Godzilla okay. at all. Yeah. Well, no, I think they're thinking, like, I think they're, they're what they're saying is it, it doesn't look like another Geno, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, it actually looks like a real, you know, American Godzilla movie and not just Godzilla in name only. Yeah, it... It still baffles me, even after all the the press that I got and stuff, that there's still those out there like that feel like the Godzilla fandom is very small. You know, it's just like no, it's a, it's a lot bigger than you think. You just gotta stop focusing on three websites and G Fest. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because I mean, um... doesn't really advertise. You know, I mean, it's not like like other ones like Monster Blues are even chiller or whatever, where they're huge and everywhere. G Fest just kind of is like well. These people know about it, and that's good you, enough. And I've seen like G fan kind of pop around. I, I saw it in a comic book store once, but yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny because I mean, there's like a lot of big name directors and big name movie actors in Hollywood who are huge Godzilla fans. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think Brad Pitt was a fan of War of the Gargantuans or something. Yeah, that was the first movie he saw. I, I remember that little blurb from the Oscars. Godzilla is a giant. I'm pardon the pun. Godzilla is a giant pop culture icon too so even if like no if a lot of people aren't godzilla fans they know who godzilla is yeah and if they do the right kind of marketing they could really do success i mean because you know nowadays everybody knows iron man but before you know the first iron man film only comic book readers knew about iron man iron man was not someone who was in the general public consciousness to the extent that someone like godzilla is so if they make a really good movie and if they really do a good job marketing it, God's, I mean, this movie could be even bigger than that. I mean, it has the potential to be. So, And like you guys said, there are a lot of people out there who are Godzilla fans. And even if people aren't diehard Godzilla fans like those of us on Toho Kingdom, they still enjoy Godzilla. They can still appreciate and yeah, hopefully see the movie. And those people who don't necessarily like Godzilla will, will go see the new one because it's a big you know, it's a it's a big block summer blockbuster, 
and it has some actual some really good actor names attached to it and they'll walk out saying oh there's actually you know there's actually something serious about this character it's not just you know silly camp yeah whatever gets them interested i mean you know godzilla's 60 year history next year too yeah and um it's just been influential you know uh the the whole guy in the suit thing chewbacca predator alien yeah um Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was is a Godzilla fan. That's... Yeah, I have a, a one of the Jurassic Park books. He was going on like we're not making Gorgo, we're not making you know um, um ten million you know years BC. Godzilla was the best of the monster movies because it, it's it really made you believe it was happening. So yeah, that was something I remember when I. Uh, no one. It hasn't come out yet, but because I, I haven't found a way to present it. But I did an interview with Haru Nakajima, and they weren't allowed to say how uh, Godzilla was done back then. He's like, "Yeah, we just had to keep our mouth shut because <laughs> people thought it was real." That's awesome. Like even back then. That is awesome. And this is—I don't know if we. Uh, this may have been on the show earlier, but what you said about the alien and predator—it does crack me up to see. I mean, admittedly, it's not just the suit; it's also portraying the scale accurately but it always kind of cracks me up when you see a lot of people berate godzilla for being a man in suit when some of the best monsters in american cinema predator and alien are men in suits too yeah it's kind of unfair that godzilla gets that and that and the whole cardboard buildings thing it's just it's like no that's not cardboard it's obvious it's not cardboard what's wrong with you yeah yeah cardboard doesn't Mm -hmm. cardboard doesn't break into little tiny pieces when it collapses it just collapses Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's funny that the, the cardboard box thing comes up. Like, I can understand the man in suit thing because it, it, it is a guy in a suit. But where are you getting this cardboard box thing? They're using, like, this, the, they're making, those are models. They're, like, breaking into pieces. Those are, like, the same models you see, like, in Independence Day mm-hmm. when the White House blows up with fireworks. Yeah. So it's like you you realize you're criticizing the Japanese movies for doing the same thing that some of the 90s, American movies did because the White House in Independence Day was not CGI. That was that was like a life-size model blown up with like explosives. You know, te- uh, techno pirates or what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. or techno pirates. I've been like watching a lot of Deus Ex Human Revolution. I'm like excited for cyberpunk, so I'm like stuck in the cyberpunk future right now. Uh, Actually, yeah, let's get pirates in the cyberpunk. <laughs> that's that. It is funny to see no. all that prejudice against Godzilla. I don't know. I can see it because when when Godzilla when the Godzilla effects do look bad, they do look pretty bad. But for the most part, I mean, they're really really well done. And I mean, people use that in. I mean, King Kong was miniature effects. I mean, King Kong was stop motion animated, but obviously it was not a giant King Kong puppet that was being stop motion animated. You know. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, it, it's the way I think about it. I, I, I think a lot of people don't stop and realize that it's much easier for a, a good actor to deliver a great line than it is for an actor to actually give a monster a personality through body language without actually talking. It's a lot harder to give a giant monster personality by emoting and not saying a single line that takes a great actor you know and i 
you know, and also I, I hear like, you know, some fans saying, oh, Godzilla's just going to be mindless because he's not a guy in a suit. He's not going to have a personality because he's CGI. And I'm like, you know what? It depends on who's animating the CGI Godzilla because look at King Kong. That wasn't a guy in a suit in the original movie. That was a stop motion thing. And yet the guy, you know, the guy doing the stop motion with him, he gave King Kong a personality. He didn't just make him a mindless thing. So really, I I think it's the people behind Godzilla that gives him his personality. The character just doesn't have it on his own, you know. Mm. The CGI isn't going to do it on its own, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And there's another thing that uh, I know a lot of people haven't thought about, but there is also a chance that they actually may be using motion capture for certain sequences of this new Godzilla movie as well. And there is a possibility that they could bring in the original suit actors for the Godzilla suits in to do these motion capture segments while doing also additional yeah. CJ animation that's not really possible. I don't know if anybody's really thought about that, but there's an idea right there in case people haven't. That would be great. Well, even even mm-hmm. Gino had some pseudomation with the little baby Godzillas. Yeah. Well, yeah, there so, was a suit actor for that. I interviewed him, or no, I'm going to interview him for next year, but uh, he was a he actually, and I, I have footage of it, I think, of him apologizing to Haru Nakajima for the bad job he did. And Nakajima was like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> um, but shook his hand anyway. Yeah, um, I, w- yeah. I would love to interview him on the show or meet him too, because, hey, he was in a Godzilla film. <laughs> yeah, he he felt bad. He He's like, well, it was just a really crappy one. I'm like, dude. You got to do what no one other fan gets to mm-hmm. do. I mean, don't feel bad here. You didn't so write that, it. That kind of left us a little bit. Yeah, you know, you didn't know it was gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, but I really feel like uh, suit actors are like the unsung heroes, kind of like voice actors in games and anime are unsung heroes because, yeah, it takes a good actor to deliver a line and make it sound good, make it feel legit. You know, like somebody would actually say that. It takes a great actor to basically give a character like personality and emotions without actually saying a single thing just do everything through body language i think that takes a lot more work i think uh to capitalize further on what you said michael i mean we've seen thanks to andy circus we've seen that a very cool kind of melding of having the men in suits and cg with Gollum and king kong and his and his roles as a caesar in the planet of the apes film i would love to see someone do that for Godzilla for this film. I could totally see that. Hey guys, I'm back. And Dylan, welcome back. <laughs> welcome! Almost an hour later. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we roll with the Brother, punches here. <laughs> Alright, just to catch you up to speed, uh, we've been, uh, we kind of went on a rabbit trail there, but we've been talking about a the Godzilla encounter at Comic-Con. I'm going to ask uh, Michael and uh, Chris real quick about um, seeing Godzilla there and the actual, uh, I don't know what you call it, but the experience where you actually get to see Godzilla. And then we'll do a general, uh, uh, everyone's thoughts on what they revealed at Comic-Con thing. So, cool. Yeah, so to wrap up this part, uh, Chris and Michael, you guys probably got to, you got to see probably the coolest thing in the whole event. You actually got to quote unquote meet Godzilla. What was your thoughts on that part? Go for it. Well, I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited when I saw that. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I remember sitting or standing there and going, Oh, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. And 
it walked around the corner and it was like, oh, thank the Lord, it's got the right kind of head and body mass. Oh, the dorsal spines are a little small, but hey, it's not the final product. Oh, this is awesome. Those are my initial thoughts. What about when it roared? Chris. When it came back You know what? Around. The speakers what in the encounter think? were... The, those those speakers, when the, we were there, they were so loud. It was... It's, like, you can tell the elements of the actual Godzilla roar was there, but they were so loud and so piercing that it was really hard to tell when it first started to roar if it was going to be the you know same or not. But for the most part, it, it sounded mostly similar. Yeah, for me, it was it was basically the same thing. The amount of bass they pumped into that when he walked. And it was really cool that it was in the rain and stuff. And uh, nighttime is very... Uh, forgiving for CGI if stuff isn't textured correctly or you can kind of hide a lot of, hide a lot of sins. That's so true. I don't know what version it was. You know, I, again, it was an older one from like April of this year. Did they tell you that um, when you went in? Yes. Uh, they told us that. They didn't tell the, everybody else that. You know, I guess Correct. if someone asked, they'd tell. But um, they didn't ask for forgiveness, like, hey, sorry, guys, or whatever, you know, or, or give you any sort of preface before you went in. Um, but it was I'm, – I'm, we're really lucky that we got to go through and see it twice so we can kind of really absorb it. And, um, you know, Michael made it a point that he wanted to push the elevator button. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it. So, uh, but when we – you see it walk by and, and you know that, you know, people are going to want to ask you about it and stuff like that. So you try and take every, you know, you, you try and turn your, your mind into like a camera mm -hmm. so you can absorb every little detail so you can, you know, tell everybody about it later. Um, so it, when it walked by, I thought, wow, this is really kind of threatening and, and mean looking and it looks like it can do some serious damage as opposed to, um, you know, the, the 98 Godzilla or even some of the earlier ones, you know, it like those look, they look a little scary, like the 54 one and stuff, but this one was just like this mass of power. So when it walked around and then disappeared for a second, when it came back, it like looked in, you know, you see it look in the room and it was like one of those little short roars, kind of like high pitch, kind of like in the, in like seventies ones when he got hurt or something, yeah. not the full roar, but does the whole big, you know, elongated bit, but like, like an abbreviated one. And it was that, then it got mixed in with a bunch of bass, kind of like uh, groaning sounds, you know, heavy bass groaning sounds. And then it just walked away, and they're like, all right, get out of here, you know, and here's your poster. What was the poster? So, was it yeah. the Comic-Con Smash Building one, or? Yeah, it was yeah, the Mondo poster. Smash. It wasn't the, the, the tail one with the helicopters, whatever. So I think that would have been that would have been more cool to have. Which is uh, what I think yeah, I the uh, for the for the Brazil shot. I think it was the helicopter background. And they just slapped that other one right on there. Those helicopters do look similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like that that poster, it looked like it was like a 3D ish kind of poster where they're having Godzilla pop out from the poster. If you look at it, because that's what I was thinking at first is like, oh, it's a Photoshop job. You can see that horrible drop shadow behind it, and it's like, oh wait, no, it's a pop out poster. Were you guys at all? I mean, obviously, I mean, you know it was fake, but were you guys at all frightened by the the encounter at all? Because it looked pretty awesome from what I was seeing. I can imagine with the base 
being turned up. It was quite an experience. It definitely I... made you feel like you were there with it. That's for sure. Um, I didn't necessarily jump myself or anything. I was too excited about it, but it was awesome. Yeah, you just kind of absorb it more than you do fear. You know, I mean, you know, it, it, if if that actually happened, if that was real, yes, I would be very scared. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of know, and I don't know where the hologram thing came from. That's nothing that kind of puzzled me. I had heard all these rumors that they were going to do a Godzilla hologram over the bay and all this stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know. Unless they go Fantasia style, where they just spray water and project something on it. That's that's what we were. I don't that's know. what we were debating on. Before Comic Con, we—that was what I was thinking. I thought they were going to do like a a hologram on the water. Yeah, I don't know how they'd pull that off. But oh, yeah, they have to have a the business. I mean, Sony has like a Sony like showed off this hologram thing in Japan. And it was like a plesiosaur in the water, and it was you know pretty good. I saw it like on YouTube. I could see them. Yeah, but that, that's so, that's Sony of Japan. They're well advanced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Their whole deals were, you know, yeah. It's Japan, of course. Hello, <laughs> where's my Gundam? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I guess that pretty much wraps up uh, the encounter. Unless there's anything else you guys want to add. Um. I got a question. I can add. It. Yeah, okay. Uh. Were you guys the only ones that went through whenever you went through, or did you go through with, like, a normal group of people? We went through with a group of VIPs twice. Nice. You know, okay, so were, it was just... We weren't the only VIPs. Okay, so it wasn't like you went through with, like, a, like a normal person going through. Like, it was all special, like, websites and other media going through. Right, it was mostly um, press. Did And they didn't let you record it or anything like that? Still, yeah, not for the ending portion. They they made everybody turn it off, so it wasn't just us. It, everybody had to yeah. turn off their cameras. Huh. So and then um, shoot, what was I gonna say? I really nah, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's so cool, but I don't know. I'll work on them. I'll see what I can do. I mean, you know, maybe when the movie again when the movie comes out, I'll see what I can if I can put it out. I mean, it's it's better that I ask than have it come out and just completely destroy any relationship between Legendary and Token. Yeah. You know. So Was it? I know that there yeah, are people who are really impatient about it because I, I had mentioned it before I, I checked, and then there's just a lot of like, well, you know, you mentioned it, so you owe me now. And it's just like, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. not going to get busted. Sorry. So. And at the end of the encounter, we also stuck around and talked to Barnaby for a good long while, at least 15, 20 minutes about the, how the encounter was made. That's where most of our questions came from and how we got some of the answers, like uh, the, the maquettes in there, are they official, and is the design all that? Anything design-related in the encounter was official or not, and that's where we got a lot of our confirmation. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool guy. He actually is a fan he's not like a marketing you know what i mean like he does yeah he does marketing stuff like that but like he knew his stuff you know i mean you could like quiz the guy and he'll you know hit you with the answer like right away it wasn't just like i don't know who titanosaurus is <laughs> you know right. he's the guy you you interviewed interviewed right chris the the interview on the main page 
Yeah, that was and and I tried for more exclusives. I was I wanted to do the floor plan. I wanted to do that the menus. Michael filmed a, a, a brief bit of it, you know, with like the little uh, maze or whatever. I tried to get as much as I could, but I was told uh, through one of their uh, PR guys, just like, look, this is the this is all I can get you. Everything else is like tied up in you know red tape and all the other stuff. So I'm thinking what they're going to do, what they're planning to do. My own theory is that they're going to put some of the stuff on the Blu-ray or something. That would be awesome. I guess. I, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's a for sure part right there that they're going to include this on the Blu-ray. So it was a big feature. They're going to want to put that in there. Um, if not on there, then it'll be on the webs. I do, I do commend Michael's uh, his filming because that was done on a Galaxy Note two. That was done on a phone, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so, um, did you do any color correction? No, that, that video is just raw. I mean, just cut up the parts where I'm walking back and forth between spots. But for the most part, yeah, it was it was filmed on a phone. Phone shoots 1080p video, and it was definitely low lighting in there too by the way that the lighting in there was definitely darker than what you're actually seeing in the video the video was bumped up a little bit yeah i had more photos which they're being put up on monday um what was gone and there's gonna be a little couple of few little tweaks to that interview just like you know nothing in the actual text or whatever like between barnaby and i but in the description and i think there's like Maybe maybe ten or so more photos going up. Awesome. So yeah, and I left them all full res, or whatever. So and especially like you know, because some some websites won't do that where they like the exclusives where you click on it, it's just like the one size. I want everybody to have full res. So if you want to print them out, you can like the newspaper articles. But if you look real closely at the newspaper newspaper articles when you you know look at the full res. They even made it look like it was there. You know, when you look, look through a newspaper, you can kind of see the other side. Mm -hmm. They went so far as Stephen trying to pull that off, which I thought was such a great touch. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. If um, that I, if we're done with that topic, um, to wrap things up, I want to ask mm -hmm. uh, everybody real quick, just uh, just to clarify, you, Michael and Chris, you guys were not at the. Hall H, you did not see the trailer or the the interview with Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Taylor, Aaron Johnston, and the director. So we're just going to – this is all based on uh, the press releases and ev what everyone else has seen. I'm going to do one last roundtable. I'm going to ask everybody what their thoughts were on the Comic-Con presentation, starting with Jacob. Um, it really didn't reveal that much, but it was still fun to watch, though, and – I thought Brian Cranston was pretty funny uh, throughout the whole little interview thing. Cool. Um, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the entire conference. I have it saved on my phone. From what I did see, I agree with Jacob. I thought Brian Cranston was really funny with his impressions and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I kind of wish that we... I mean, every trailer ends up getting leaked online eventually and stuff like that but i just like except for the ones that i want to see i really <laughs> wish that these freaking godzilla trailers would have been leaked like i mean we've got footage from the encounter kind of wish that somebody would even got, got like a, a crappy cell phone video of the trailers going on or i wish they would have like publicly released like last year's trailer that they should 
I had heard last year's trailer was going to play at G Fest, uh, but they couldn't get the uh, screen or something. They had to like rent a bigger screen to show it, but they couldn't afford it. That was something I had heard. That's sad. <laughs> that would have been the perfect place to screen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would... I'm, I'm still kind of shocked, half shocked and half dismayed that the Oppenheimer teaser has not been released. Yeah, no, that's the one they were going to show. I'm dying to see yeah, that. According to the rumor that I had heard. So. I'm dying to see that one. Yeah. Uh, Living Corpse, what were your thoughts? I didn't even bother watching it because I knew they weren't going to give us anything unless we actually went there. So I'm like, I didn't, I just didn't bother. <laughs> so, yeah. In retrospect, you know, I'm like, in retrospect, huh? though, what do you think of the descriptions of the trailer? Or It sounds like they're taking him back to his new car roots, so I'm, I'm for it, you know? Yeah. So if Pacific Rim was, like, the fun monster movie of this year, then Godzilla's going to be the, the dark monster movie of next year. So, yeah. Cool. Um, Michael, your thoughts? Well, uh, I like um, I like how they're gonna take it with a darker route. Um, the trailer description that they posted on the panel, um, I, I can visualize it in my own way. So I thought I thought it was intriguing. And um, as far as the panel goes itself, where they were uh, talking, I didn't think anything was new. New was revealed. I think it was more of like, hey, we're we're having Godzilla Comic Con. You guys just come down and talk about it. But you know, I mean, even Gareth was kind of looking off to the corner's like, uh, can't answer that question, yeah. sorry. Or producers <laughs> are watching me, but you know, uh, I can't wait for more things to come in the future. I know that they're probably going to be releasing more information at the end of this year, so that, you know, you got six months to wait until the movie comes out instead of a whole year sort of thing, or close to a whole year. But from what, everything that I've seen and heard, um, I think they're going in the right direction with this film. I know Bob Eggleton uh, just posted on Facebook recently something about it, and somebody said on his status about how he wants to see a trailer, and Bob Eggleton like, replied with, like, that he heard that we're going to see something by Christmas. Wait, what? What? Uh, hey, hey, Bob, hear you, man. Uh, Bob Eggleton, on his Facebook, he was talking to somebody about the trailer, and he said that he heard we were supposed to see something by Christmas. Ooh. Oh, sweet. I certainly hope well, so. Well, yeah, the movie's coming out. movie's coming I mean, out. I... Less... <laughs> it, it's coming out less than a year. That's why I didn't even bother. I'm like, oh, they're not going to show... Unless you go to Comic-Con, they're not going to show you anything online if you're streaming it. So, whatever. I'm going to get a trailer in a few months anyways. I, I Somebody did tell me that Gareth Edwards kind of wished that the teaser was leaked. Yeah, that was on uh, IGN. I saw that. He actually said like, that. I wish somebody would have it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I wish somebody would leak it. It's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish you I can tell it's but... from it sound you know, from what the guy told me, it looks like it's killing him to hold it in and not like say anything, you know. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. where I read it, but I read somewhere that somebody tried to take out their camera and they got ejected pretty quick for it. Well, from what I understand, Hall H is like Fort Knox of Comic Con. Yep. 
it, it all kind of ties back into the whole secrecy thing. I mean, the with the face, I feel like the cat's kind of out of the bag. It's clearly a Godzilla movie, so there's not really that much to be afraid of in that sense. I don't know why they're keeping it secret. Like Godzilla '98, they had a reason to keep it to keep it secret. Besides the fact that I do enjoy this, you know, little this tease marketing. They, they had a reason to keep it secret because they knew the design would be contentious among some fans. I don't think they have that much, unless there's something in the movie we don't know about, I don't think they have that much to be frightened about. I stop I and think about how much money Dino could have made if, like, now, I mean, think about how much hype there was when they were doing all the advertisement, and the advertisement was crazy. It was everywhere. There were commercials every five minutes. Mm-hmm. There were buses and billboards yeah. saying his foot is as big as this, his head is as big as this. I'm if if it was actually like, you know, if if it didn't turn out the way it did, imagine how much money it would have made if it actually had like lived up to all hype. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been insane. I mean, it it made a lot of money as it did, but imagine how much more it would have made if it actually delivered and gave people what they paid for. Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Look at that. Anyway, sorry. Also, by it just I it's interesting to me because the last couple of movies that had a marketing scheme similar to Godzilla '98, in my opinion, would be um, the Avengers and um, the last Batman film. But there hasn't really been a lot of marketing that was similar to that. And I really wish they would pull that out for uh, Godzilla, both to reintroduce the brand and to. I don't know. I want to see something by now. Yeah, I kind of wonder yeah, what they're Cloverfield. Cloverfield's gotten more exposure now than, than Godzilla yeah. is right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, look at the strength for Cloverfield. I mean, granted, a lot of the buzz was because of how secretive it was, but there was something that they actually showed. There was something to visually entice people with. This is a brand. This is a brand name that people will recognize. So I, I really, I'm really at a loss to understand why, why even the Oppenheimer trailer isn't out. Because again, the the picture of Godzilla, Godzilla from that teaser has been released basically. So, you know, I, I don't know what's what they're holding back for. Yeah, I don't get it either. I kind of feel like a, a teaser should have been released by now. Because there's a lot of blockbuster movies that have trailers the year before they're released, yeah. like, like it, like when it comes out summer 2014, there will be trailers in the summer of 2013. Yeah, yeah. Even, even like a cheesy one. The Dark Knight. Even a cheesy one. In mind, you know. Yeah. The Dark Knight Returns began even with the teaser for The Man of Steel. Yeah, I mean, like, even a cheesy one would have been fine because, like. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Godzilla's at his best when he's, like, you know, serious, like the original movie. But one of my my favorite Godzilla trailer is, like, one of the cheesiest ones ever. It's the one for Godzilla 2000 where they're, like, they're just the announcer saying his power's on equal. Go with Rob Zombie? Yeah. His return is near. And, you know, they're, they're, they're making these puns like uh, get ready for the 23rd entry of the world's biggest star. And, you know, they reveal it's Godzilla. And I love the ending of the trailer where we see him charging up his atomic breath and you see people running for their lives and the announcer's like, if you can't take the heat, 
run and he blows up a building with his beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. And they're putting Hob Zombies like Super Beast in there as well, I think. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, to some extent, um, Godzilla's 98 tra- teasers were very popular. And I, I mean, those have certainly helped get the ball rolling on that film. I don't know. I'm a big fan of well, teaser trailers as opposed to uh, normal trailers. Sometimes I feel like the normal trailers give everything away too quickly. So I, I really just wish we would get the teaser trailer because I just think that would be really awesome. I that From everything we've heard from that trailer, it just sounds super cool. And I think it would hook a lot of people. The, I mean, I'm, I'm still shocked there wasn't anything with Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim was the perfect opportunity, I think, to debut that teaser. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You gotta admit, um, even though it was kind of a screw up, um, Gino, you know, like even though a lot of people agree that was a pretty bad movie, myself included, um, you gotta admit it did marketing right. It left an impression. Even people who, you know, regardless if you loved it or hate it, you can't really forget the marketing. It was like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember initially, the yeah, Bell but the only one who walked out of that with any money was Taco Bell. <laughs> Everybody yeah, else well, lost money. <laughs> Here, lizard, lizard, lizard. Trendmasters. Yeah, you pair it with Chihuahua and, and you're gold. But... <laughs> Trendmasters couldn't get their uh, Godzilla the Series toys off of the ground because retailers still had so much unsold Godzilla 98 merchandise. <laughs> yeah, um, that's part of the reason why um, Mark Saracen's novels, you know, there were like supposed to be five. That's part of the reason why the fifth one, Godzilla and the Lost Continent, that's why it never came out because that was planned for like November 1998. And after people saw Gino and, you know, bad word of mouth, people lost interest and they stopped buying Godzilla stuff. So it's like people aren't buying the merchandise. We're not we're not even going to bother, you know, releasing the final book in and Saracen's series, because then, you know, there's no point in publishing it if nobody's going to buy it. Which really sucks, because there was supposed to be a new monster in there, and I want to know, is it an original creation of his, or is it, like, just a new monster, as in, like, a monster that didn't show up in any of the books yet, like, you know? A total monster. I kind of... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and plus, it's not like... Sometimes you hear about people not marketing movies because they're afraid they're afraid to market the movie that it's not very good but with a couple of exceptions all the buzz for this project from the mainstream press has been really good it has been getting re- yeah for some go on uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's basically it you go on oh okay i mean for some reason it seemed like uh with pacific grim uh it seemed like whoever was in charge of marketing was embarrassed or afraid of that movie you know yeah or, i didn't get that impression it's... Like, I, I don't know what it is, but it seems like a lot of, it seems like a lot of, uh, uh, it's really odd, but it seems like a lot of, like, uh, people in the movie business don't seem to realize that, you know, there's a lot more fans for giant monster movies than the general populace realizes, you know? So, you know, it's not, it's it may be, like, kind of a niche market, but it's not as small as you think, you know. And and you don't necessarily, if you want to appeal to the mainstream people, you don't have to make it push, push the giant monster angle, push the disaster angle. I mean, look at Transformers. How many explosions are in those movies? And, I mean, I guarantee you Godzilla's going to match that. Hell, the very so first here's Godzilla a question for you guys, was a pretty though. much disaster. I'm sorry, what? 
I have a question of what do you guys think about this? Um, because of all the reboots and everything lately, was Godzilla created this new movie because of that or because they genuinely wanted to do a Godzilla movie? What do you guys think? I think both. I'm going to say both. I both like as well. I mean, probably more towards the reboot, like, side of the things, but cause I, I really can't think about, like, well, why somebody it seems like they, Go on. Uh, I was, I was going to say that I think that it, Toho was originally still planning on bringing Godzilla back in 2000, um, in 2004 or 2005, and when they were approached with Legendary doing the project, they, and... You know, Bano trying to do his own project and combining forces with that. I think they just decided to capitalize on that on the 60th anniversary. I mean, sure, there's the, you know, reboots are in order sort of thing in the background, but I think that might have to do with um, more of this project coming out with a big, uh, you know, studio that did, you know, Batman and Man of Steel and 300, uh, those kind of movies um, taking on Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably is mostly because of reboots, but at the same time, I don't think it's 100% that. I do think some of the people working on this film are, like, legit Godzilla fans, and this was, like, something they've always dreamed of doing, as you know, as a kid, growing up to make a Godzilla movie, and, you know, they're one of the lucky fans that make that dream come true. I'm hoping for... I'm, I, I think it's probably unreasonable to say solely for uh, a passion for the character, so I'm going to say I'm hoping for a mixture of both. I think the studio, I don't necessarily think that Legendary itself um, is concerned with doing the character justice, but I do think there are people working on it who are fans of the character who do want to do it justice. And I'm sure Toho is keeping an yeah. eye on them so that they don't change it too much. Yeah. But at the same time, Toho did approve Godzilla 98. So Yeah, I don't think it's purely one or the other. Because with mm-hmm. Gino, it was like just kind of purely reboot, you know. Or well, it was a, I don't know. That project was kind of dead by the time Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin came on. So I think there might have been a little bit of desperation there too. Yeah. But all right, I think that about wraps up the show. Unless there's anything else we want to touch on real quick. Uh, Dylan um... didn't say anything about the. Enemy monster. Oh that, yeah. You know, they... Dylan, what are your thoughts on uh, Godzilla's opponent in the new movie? Um, I really don't know. I always, I keep having them like I have, I have mixed feelings about the idea of having a new monster in the movie, and then I have like the exact same feelings about having another Toho monster in the movie. I don't know exactly what I want when it comes to it. Um. I, just, I can't picture, like, what a kind of monster Legendary can think of that would match, like, Godzilla. Like, you look at it and think that's a Godzilla monster, and then I can't really picture, like, Rodan or Anguirus being put into a, a big Hollywood movie. So, I really don't know exactly what I want. I, they said it was, it was like, an insect, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, a long-legged insect? Yes. Um, well, yes. at least one of them. At least one of them. We yeah. don't know... Because I remember the synopsis said there was, you know, the, the synopsis said, like, two monsters. So it's like the other one, as far as we know, it could be a giant frog. 
Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm kind of cautious to see what they come up with. Yeah. Chris, was there uh, something you wanted to add real quick? Oh, no, I'm good. Because uh, I think <laughs> I, I think I forgot to ask you your thoughts on the uh, on the Comic Con trailer. I I don't know. I have to see it. You yeah, know I mean, like I, I'm seeing somebody else's description of it. I want to see it for myself before I, you know, I get you. Say anything about it? Oh, because all I'd be doing is just repeating what they're <laughs> saying. All right, well, cool. I want to thank all of you guys for joining me. I thought this was a great episode. That's because of Michael. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was good. So I want to thank you once again, and um, thank you all for listening. Good night, everybody. Nice. Night. Nighty. Are we?